Everyone has to have an investment thesis. Why are you targeting what you are targeting? Explain that to me. And then let me see if I can get on board with that type of investment. And if it fits my, as an unlimited partner, let me see if it fits my investment needs or my return needs. If you're a residential real estate agent earning $200,000 a year and you want to grow your passive income, this show's for you. Learn the secrets other agents use and hear from experts in our field in order to guide you along your journey to investing in assets like apartment communities so that you can turn your commissions into cash flow. I'm Randall DeCleared. Let's go, baby. All right. Welcome back to Agents Building Cash Flow. This is Randall DeCleared. Happy to have you here today. Looking forward to covering a topic that you're going to need to know about when you are looking for passive investments in syndications. We're going to heavily focus on syndications today. A brief overview on what syndications are. It's where you pool your money together with other investors to acquire an asset or an investment of some kind, right? That's the high level. That's what you need to know. And so when you were doing that and you are investing, say you, you just closed a deal and you're moving your your money from just commissions into an investment, then whoever you're investing that money with, you're going to want to ask some questions. So I put together a, I think it's going to be a four-part series. We'll see, but it's about 50 questions that you can ask. It's super detailed. So just know that usually when you're first starting doing this type of investing, you're probably going to want to find somebody that you know, that you like, you trust, and invest with them. And you'll kind of learn all of this stuff as you go. But it's always good to know this information while you're starting out. So take it with a grain of salt and getting this many details on your first deal may be the type of person that you are, but you also may be easy to just say, Hey friend, I know that you buy multifamily and you know, you're taking $50,000. Here's my money, but here's some other questions you could ask. All right, here we go. So the first one is who is the actual sponsor or who is the KP, which stands for key principle for this deal. And so that question, again, when you think about a syndication, what that is, typically there is someone who is leading the acquisition or leading the deal. They are the ones who will be running the asset. I'm going to talk just multifamily in this case, just because that's what we focus on. So if you're going after a multifamily asset, 150 unit deal and Ridgeline Investment Group, my company goes out and buys it, we would be the lead sponsor. So that's the actual sponsor that is in this question. And so if I partner with other you know, general partners to come into a deal to help me raise capital for that deal, they may not be the lead. So if you had a friend that came to you and they say, hey, invest some money in this deal, it's going to be great. And you say, great. And you give them money. And then all of a sudden you find out that Ridgeline is running the deal. That's why this question is important. So you know who is actually running the asset because everything else stems from their experience in the operations. Right. A second half of that question was who's the key principal for this deal? That means who's signing on the debt? Who is the one working with the bank? And that could be another partner in the deal. So it could be good to know that as well. So the second question, what is their experience? Might sound obvious, but it may not be, right? If you're working with a new sponsor who's never gone and never acquired the type of asset or the investment that you are looking to invest in, that make you want to change the terms of the deal. Again, if it's your friend, if it's a family member, if it's somebody that is just starting out and doing it, but you trust them and you know they're going to do right by your investment, then it's not necessarily a, hey, no, I'm not going to invest in this deal. It may be, all right, I know you were offering X, Y, and Z for your returns. You know, Can I get some other sort of return because it's a little bit riskier for me to put my money into that deal? 
And so that's a conversation that you can have, but it's also, it's just good to know what the experience level of the team. All right. Question number three, how long have you been doing real estate personally and how long has the company been in business? So again, this is tailored specifically to real estate investing. And so it's obviously good to know, again, it's more of an experience question. So there are different types of partners in a syndication. Some people just raise capital. They don't have any experience running real estate, managing an asset, anything like that. They're literally just raising capital for a deal. And so you as the investor need to know who's actually running it. Again, goes back to that experience. Who's the actual sponsor? So a lot of that is what these first three questions are about. How long have you been in business? Again, if it's a fly-by-night deal or if it's a brand new sponsor who's never had any experience doing anything, that should be a red flag unless it's somebody that you know, like and trust, and you know they're breaking into an industry and they have the team behind them, right? So uh, question number four, again, real estate related. Does anyone in your team have construction experience? So for us, me, I have a ton of background in construction because I've been flipping houses for such a long time. I have been working with contractors for years and years, a lot of project management experience. And yet when you talk about an apartment complex or apartment communities, you really are looking for someone who has the ability to turn units, the ability to rehab larger buildings rather than just single family. And so my experience, while it's helpful, it doesn't translate one-to-one. So what we do is we have a, a property management company who has a list of general contractors and contractors that they use and have used on other properties and many other properties. And so that is the answer is yes. Somebody on our team has construction experience. We use professionals. We buy properties that have the uh, scale to afford us the ability to hire the professionals to do that work. It's not a, you know, a duplex where we have to go out and swing a hammer ourselves. The next question, let's see, we've got, what is the team's exact target market? So it's really good to know this again on the real estate front, because you want to know if the type of property that they're going after is within their buy box right? If it's brand new, say again, Ridgeline, we're going after a hundred to 200 unit class B apartment complexes in the Texas market that hit certain metrics. And if all of a sudden I am presenting a property that is a land development deal to my same investors, it just doesn't really fit. It's not the same thing, right? Even though I have land development experience, it's not exactly the same thing. So you want to know what the team's target market is. If my target market is San Antonio and we are really good in San Antonio, then anything that I present that is in Alabama, you know, may be coming out of left field. So we could be building and expanding into that market, but still good to know the target market. This show is sponsored by Ridgeline Investment Group. Ridgeline has a track record of transacting more than 53 million in assets throughout Texas. Ridgeline is currently looking to acquire 100 to 200 unit class B multifamily communities between five and 20 million in San Antonio, Temple, Waco, Tyler, and other secondary markets in Texas. To learn more about Ridgeline Investment Group, visit www.ridgelineig.com. Question number six, what is the team's investment criteria and why? So that's your investment thesis, right? Any sponsor, whether it's a venture capitalist, whether it is a a hedge fund or real estate based. Everyone has to have an investment thesis. Like, why are you targeting what you are targeting? Explain that to me. And then let me see if I can get on board with that type of investment. And if it fits my, as an limited partner, let me see if it fits my investment needs or my return needs, right? So definitely ask what the team is looking at. And it should be pretty evident and obvious. 
what they're doing. If it's not, here's my buy box and this is why we believe in what we're doing, then that should be a red flag for you. All right, let's see. We got question seven. Can you provide any of your investors as references? I mean, that's a big one. So if the syndicator or the sponsor is going out and raising and doesn't have any references, hasn't ever raised capital or doesn't have any kind of track record for paying money back, then that also could be a red flag. So again, just keep that in mind. Ask that question, get some referrals, get some references and protect yourself, your investment. Let's see. Next one. Why did you choose this market and this property? Kind of the same as you know, question five and six, why did you choose these two markets and or the market and the property? If they don't have a good answer for that, that's an issue. We choose San Antonio, we choose a Texas market. There's a lot of demographic drivers and a lot of reasons that we pick this market because rents are able to increase. We have a lot of people coming, moving into the state. We pick certain types of properties because they are either low maintenance or easier to manage and run. Our property management companies like them and they want to run them and it's easy to get tenants into them. Like There are reasons that we pick the things that we pick. Whoever you're working with should have those answers as well. Number nine, do you own other assets in this market? So this is a good question because if you've got multiple assets in one market, then you get even further economies of scale. Again, going from single family world to apartments, you are already getting economies of scale because you have more doors under one roof and you have one property management company that can handle all of it, right? So if you do the same thing and you have maybe two or three assets in one market and you are working with a property management company for all of them, they can share some resources between you know, if you are short on a maintenance guy for something that you're doing on one of the properties, they have the ability to shift that person around and, and move them. And so it's good to know that. And then obviously, if you have multiple assets in one market, you know how your other assets are performing and how maybe a new one that you're about to acquire should be performing. So it helps you with your underwriting, helps you make sure that the deals you're looking at make sense and they pencil and you can just expand in that market. All right, let's see. Number 10, what is your business plan for this asset? When you think about a business plan, you'll hear me talk about it a lot because each individual asset you acquire, it is like you're buying its own business. So each business that you ever own or operate or run needs a business plan. And so when we are buying class B properties that need a value add, we are going to put together a, you know, a capital expense budget that says we're going to fix the parking lot. We're going to, you know, spend $5,000 per unit to increase, you know, to put granite in or to fix the floors or do whatever, upgrade them. And we are going to, you know, redo the roofs and do X, Y, and Z. All of those things should help us increase the rent by this much. And this is our exit date. This is when we want to get out of this deal. Year five, that's our target. That's the business plan, right? So always know what the business plan is for a deal when you're getting into getting into an asset like that. So look, that's 10 questions. I think what we'll do is wrap this up and we will do 10 questions at a time and hope you found this information useful. Keep tuning in. These types of questions and these things are something you really need to be focused on and thinking about when you are getting into investments and syndications so that you protect yourself, protect your capital that you're investing, and ultimately you have a good outcome. That's what we're here for, to help you with that. So stay tuned. Till next time. Surprisingly, most of the agents we speak with got into real estate hoping to gain passive income and become work optional. However, only one in five ever start investing. Most are simply too afraid to start. Once you get educated by listening to this show, you'll be able to overcome that fear and become the one in five who are finding financial freedom. 
don't miss a single episode. If you want to stay up to date, the best way is to make sure you're subscribed. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and do it now. And we'll catch you on the next episode.